Hey guys, welcome back to VM Nation. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a fun episode, talking some of my favorite things, sports, business, but we're really going to be getting into fundamentals. For me, as you guys know, I'm a sports geek. I'm a big Tim Duncan guy. He was known as the big fundamental. He wouldn't. He wasn't known for big dunks, but at the end of the game, he had 30 30 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists just by doing the little things perfect. And also Jerry Rice, he always him in prime time always said, You look good, you play good. And he he never had his shirt untucked. He said, I do the little things perfect. That's why I'm considered the greatest of all time. So, guys, this is gonna be a fun episode. But first, I want to thank our sponsors. As you guys know, I love my coffee. So uh, I'm actually drinking iced coffee from Soldier Girl Coffee. It's a veteran-owned company. She's a female veteran, and um, she all everybody she employs are all veterans. And they also some of the coffee that she does sell employs CBD. So if some some people are having problems sleeping or focusing, check out her products at Soldier Girl Coffee. Now my other sponsor, we have a uh, we partnering together. He has a um, a, a group called Press Forward. It helps men be, become men and uh, not become that toxic male, but be able to be, be able to, you know, be the real general, you know, genuine male. And we're also having a retreat coming up in April. So I think that's going to be fun. So thank you. Press forward. They're also on Facebook. Check them out. So my brother, Chris, what's going on? I love it that you went to E C U. Absolutely. The powers, baby. Let's go. So talk to me, you know, listen, I mean, we'll, we'll get, we'll talk about your past a little bit, but because we started geeking out on sports, who were some of your favorite uh, defensive backs? Oh man. Number one all time is prime time. Uh, 100%. Uh, one of the reasons why I like Dion so much is because he created prime time to create this persona. And the reason why he wanted to um, really, create this character around what he did was because he wanted to bring attention not only to himself so he can get paid, but he also wanted to elevate the position of defensive back, which I played myself in college. So number one all time is uh, for me is uh, Deion Sanders. Then you have, you know, Charles Woodson, who is a freak of an athlete. Um, he's a two way player at Michigan, defensive player of the year in the league, um, Super Bowl champion. And then you have Rod Woodson, um, and then the newer and some of the newer people. Uh, you have Darrell Revis, Revis. You have uh, Jalen Ramsey. So um, I, those are the DB. Oh, also too, in terms of defensive back in totality, like the safeties. My number one favorite safety is Ed Reed. You can't Miami do. University of of the University of, my, of Miami. Absolutely. Now, I'm old school. I'm a little. I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you. There was a gentleman that came out of Washington. You know, Mr. Daryl Green. Oh, yes. Corner fact. And one of the fastest men in the NFL for like 10 years. And the great thing about him, he was a big fundamental guy. Yeah. Again, but he he was all about, you know, the name on the, you know, back of the jersey wasn't as important as the name on the helmet. So, that, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to DG. 100%. Uh, so now coming from Georgia, uh, talk about, you know, a little bit about your growing up and how you became the man that you are today. 
100. So I'm from College Park, Georgia. It's a little, it's a city outside of Atlanta, the south side of Atlanta, actually. Um, moving my father, uh, senior year of high school. That's when like my life trajectory, my life trajectory changed because he instilled a lot of uh, fundamental gems in me to make me the man that I, that I am today. Because I was a broken person before I moved with him. I was he was through he was in my life, but I didn't live with him. So when I lived, when I moved with him my senior year of high school uh, my life changed he taught me how to be a man you know when you talk to people look at them look at them in the eye shake their hands um uh you know be respectful always um always put your best foot forward he always used to say um or he still says you know when you do something and you know somebody has to come and check your work Anytime they check your name and your work, you always want to make sure that is your best foot forward because you build a reputation, which is the number one thing in life and in business, right? Because just because your reputation precedes or um, precedes you, right? So, um, yeah. So, grew up in Georgia, and then I had this dream that I wanted to be an NFL football player, right? I wanted to play professional football, um, but my route to being a DB at ECU was not traditional. In my mind, I thought that I was going to be the superstar high school athlete, then get all these offers and then pick an off and then pick a college and then go forward to play in the NFL. That didn't happen at all. Actually, I didn't really get um, playing time until I was a senior in high school um, because I could really, excuse me, I can really focus on sports. And put the time in to get good. And I had a really good senior season, but I didn't really I didn't get an offer. And the only offer that actually I got one offer, but it wasn't the one I wanted at all. So then I had to go the unconventional route, which was I had to go to a junior college that had that had a football program. I went to Heinz Community College and I chose that was because they have the most and they have it's a junior college that has the most NFL players come out of that little community college. So it was a very, very competitive community college. I go there um, and didn't get and didn't make the team. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, after I trained the uh, the the head coach told me, you know, I will be better off as a manager, to be honest. Um, and I didn't I knew that I wanted to play football. I knew I had the talent to play D1 football. And one day I was in my dorm room. Um, I saw ECU on the on the screen and then I just decided to apply. And then I got in, end up trying out there. Um, was out of the 120 people that tried out, only six made it. And my name was the number one on that list. So then I thought I was doing well. At the very end of that spring training, they said that since I didn't graduate from the junior college per NCAA rules, I have to sit out one year. So that was mm. devastating. Um, even though all my credits and everything, I had a 3.9 GPA. So I didn't think I needed to graduate from there if all my credits transferred, but that happened. And then... um uh after college i got my mba um i know i played um football I, I earned a scholarship as a starting db um and after college uh i went i was, went, went into the corporate world but i didn't know where to start rich at all <laughs> i had this elaborate dream and then i lost the love for football my senior year of college of my senior year of, of football and then um, I wanted to, I had always had an interest in business, but I didn't know what business I wanted to be. So, in. okay. Now I want to talk about that because, you know, I, I've had a couple of uh, NFL players on here. I've actually, I just had um, Rowan. He, he played for the Ohio state. He got hurt and mm. had to retire. I've had, you know, 
the um, the Ogdens come on, you know, Marquise. And, you know, one thing we talk about is, you know, like for me, I was in the military for 23 years. And I want to thank your sister publicly for being in the Navy. Thank her for her service. Um, what You know, when I got out, because I got hurt on duty, and, you know, eventually, no matter where you, what, what, no matter what job you do, you know, wherever you play, if you're in the military or if you're sports, one day you're going to have to hang up that jersey. For sure. And, you know, for me, I didn't know where Sergeant Kaufman began, ended and Richard began. Mm. Now, so what was it like hanging up the jersey for the final time? Um. To be honest, I think it was easy. Well, one, first and foremost, I want to thank you for your service, your 23 years in the Army. I really do take my hat off uh, to you for that. So thank you. Um, but to be honest, uh, it was more it was easier for me to do so because I lost the my passion and love for the game my senior year of, of high school. I'm a senior year of college. So I knew that I, I was I was content and OK hanging up the jersey. I, didn't, I knew I wasn't going to pursue a professional career in football in football but that's what i was banking on that in the beginning right that that was in my mind in my mind that was the pathway um and like you said i had to start finding out who chris sykes was outside of football even though i was content in hanging up the cleats i had to figure out a way of who how was chris going to make his mark um on this earth and doing something i knew i wanted to be in business and when business, you have to understand and know how to sell. So I worked for AT and well, actually, no, my first job was <laughs> a part timer at GameStop, and then I went to AT and T, um, rose quickly there, and then I transferred. And, I, and then I went to and I became a financial advisor, and I've been doing that for now for the past uh, um, four and a half years now. Um, so, so now, what's it like? You know, because like I said, I've talked to you know, like I said, I just had Rowan on, and you know playing for the Ohio state, you know, coming out to 70, 80,000 you know, screaming fans. Mm -hmm. What is it like? You know, for me, I was a tanker, so I got to shoot tanks. So I, Oh, that's so cool. You know, I was able to get that rush. <laughs> and then uh, one day that rush was no longer there. Mm -hmm. so, you know, did you struggle with that? You know, from having playing on Saturdays and all of a sudden to, not hearing those the, the, the crowd anymore not really not really um because in my mind once you once you lose especially with with a contact sport like football once you lose the love for it and the drive to be good at it it's best for you to step away from a sport like that because you're you're going to get hurt right because you have these other you have other people who are who's too who are very passionate who's taking it serious who's trying to go to that next level and if you're not taking it serious and you're just out there going through the motions, you will get hurt. So um, I missed the Saturdays were, were fun. I think our stadium held around 55, 60,000 people. So seeing that, like going from that and experiencing like the thrill of, you know, the fans and, you know, the noise. Um, and then, like you said, on Saturdays is just, you know, you have to adjust to that a bit. But um, being that I know I, I wasn't going to pursue that, I was I was fine. Sure. All right. And I got, you know, because a lot of people that I know, they're not happy with their jobs. You know, they're yeah. not satisfied with their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though you knew, you know, your senior year was your last year and you were not going to pursue football anymore. Mm -hmm. How hard was it 
to do the little things, the fundamentals during practice, during a game, when you know that your heart wasn't totally in it? That's a great question. Um, and to be honest, up until up until that point, I knew the importance of everything. Right, the little things is what is, 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 is what makes you stand out. Um, and when you don't have that passion anymore, you do kind of lose that. Like you just go through the motion, so you don't take. So you, you know, something as simple as stretching, you don't really stretch as much as you you want to. But if you kind of relate that to business and people are um, in jobs that they're not that they're not interested in um they bring that attitude to work and it's not because that they're not they don't like any drive or passion they just don't like what they're doing so when you when you don't like what you're doing you're not really unless you're trained that way you're not really going to put your best foot forward because you're just going through the motions just doing enough just to not get fired but hopefully at some point you find what you want to do um but yeah, it is it's very hard to do the the fundamental things and take the little things serious when you're not into it for sure. All right, so let's break it down, you know, cuz let's do it. Everybody has a different interpretation. Um for me fundamentals for what I do for podcasting, mm-hmm. I have to do my research on who I'm having on. Um I have to go deep, you know, I have to find out who the person is. I have to, you know, get arrive, you know, half hour early, stay half hour late, mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- and build relationships. You know, those are fundamentally for me. So what are the fundam- you is your opinion are the fundamentals of business? Fundamentals of business. Um, so it's, it's two things, right? If you're if you're an employee and you're trying to you know, uh, get promoted or rise, the, you know, or climb the ranks in that particular company. One of the first things, one of the fundamental things that you have to bring to work every day is enthusiasm, right? You have, have to, you have to have a great attitude um, because you, you have to understand the pathway of where, where you're trying to go. So if you're, if I'm like, Hey, Rich, oh, I, I, one day I want to be a manager of this particular company. But imagine if I want if I say I want to be a manager of this particular company, but every time I come to work, I have a bad attitude. I don't want to do what I'm doing currently because you have to start at step one. You have to do step one right first before step two is available to you then before step three. But if you can't get past step one with a good attitude, why would anybody promote that? Right. Because you're already showing that you don't appreciate where you are currently and you don't understand the game of how to get promoted in in um in 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 this particular field or business as an entrepreneur what you want to do is make sure you doing make sure that whatever you're doing you have some type of interest in or passion in and and passion is a i don't think it's the right word because you have passions for a lot of things i would say focus i would say if you're trying to start a business around something that you like just pay attention to your efforts where where do you where you where do you um focus your attention and you don't mind staying because if especially if you're an entrepreneur you're going to stay up late you're going to you, you have to do everything as the entrepreneur but and, and that is hard in in general but in order for you to do that, what you're doing, you ha- it has to matter to you for you to do that, right? So imagine, Rich, like you, with this podcast, 
it means something to you. Mm-hmm. So you don't mind showing up 30 minutes early. You don't mm-hmm. mind staying 30 m- minutes late. You don't you don't mind doing the necessary research because it matters to you. And think about something that didn't matter to you and you didn't put all that effort into it because you didn't really care about it. You, you were doing it probably, but you didn't really care about it. So I think that you had to pick something that you know that you're going to be you're, you're going to not mind putting in that time and effort into because it's going to be a journey. Um, and the only way you know how to do that is is by doing different things. A lot of people say, well, I may want to be a top podcaster. And then when you do start going into podcasting, you realize that there's editing, that there's you got to find guests and then you got to have find, find, find a topic. You have to find a theme. You have to know how to interview people. There's a lot of things that go into it. So you have to have a good attitude for for employees. Have a good attitude, especially if you're trying to climb, climb the, the ranks and do everything that um do everything with uh do everything well you know of, of what you can do as an entrepreneur make sure whatever you choose you're willing to um put all that effort into into it because it's something that you actually like and care about well okay i want to touch on two different things now um like i said you know i'm a sports geek of course uh, i th- i think it's two years ago that uh kobe passed away today Yep, two years today. Here's today. Um, it was on my daughter's birthday, so it's and I'm, I'm I've always been a Black Mamba guy, you know. Um, I've always been a fan of his. I'm a Lakers fan for life. <laughs> but you know, one thing that I and I'm going to talk about him, and one other person, and we'll just go on. But um, you know, Kobe, he, he there was once a player, and he got to the gym, and it was like six o'clock in the morning, and Kobe was practicing. Now Kobe got there two hours earlier, so he got there at four a.m. Mm-hmm. But he kept going until this guy finally left. And then they met at lunch and, and he said, Kobe, he's like, why did you put in the extra work? You got it there for and you played till after I left. He said, because I knew you were watching me. Mm. And then another person I want to talk about is, um, you know, Tom Brady. You know, Brady got picked 199th. You know, six round. Six round. But when. But, you know, he believed in himself because when um, the the owner, Mr. Kraft, went to shake his hand, he said, welcome to the team, Kyle Brady. He said, no, I'm not Kyle Brady. Kyle Brady plays for the Jets. He says, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm the best player you've ever picked. Mm. But the thing is, with him, he would always do the extra. He'd go the extra mile. He was first in, first out. And I mm-hmm. believe that in business or even in, you know, even if you are an employee, th- the things that you do that you don't get paid for is eventually is how much more money you're going to get paid for not to do work. For sure. Absolutely. So talk about, you know, that there's no traffic jam on the extra mile. So talk there about- is no. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I think that um what. If you're trying to attain though that level of greatness, the Kobe Bryant's, the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordans, whatever, whoever you in your mind you see greatness, and in business, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, you have to know that everything that you do matters. Um, you know the reason why Kobe showed basketball mattered to him, and he wanted to be the best basketball player out, and he it wasn't. And a lot of people would give you lip service. I want to do this and I want to be the best at this. But then words are very cheap. Action is extremely expensive, right? Because you can see what 
you can you can determine what the person is going to do based off of their actions right if i say if i put it out there i want to be the best basketball player and then every time the coach because the coach gets there before everybody um you know and you you pull up and you see your car there and then you goes into the gym and you're work you're working out two hours before practice and then you put in that same type of effort in practice now, practice here's the, about <laughs> practice talk about practice exactly you have to practice as if you're in the game yeah. um but then this is what normally happens though rich right you i can relate this to uh a new year's resolution everybody comes into the year and they have these goals. They're going to do this in business. They're going to get in shape. They're going to start eating right. They're going to, you know, uh, forget a habit. Here's, but here's what here's what happens. You start and then you stop. So it's somebody, uh, you know, something. You, the day gets too busy, and then that turns into two days, and it turns into three days. The next thing you know is March, and then you haven't got anywhere near your goal. Consistency, consistency, and discipline is going to help you go extremely far even if you're not as talented as other people around you right because if you're consistent at something you're going to get good at it and if you're disciplined and it cares and it cares and, and you care enough about it you're gonna you're gonna continue you're going to, to succeed as well and you have to structure your day and you have to sacrifice something because if you want to for example if you're trying to get in shape and you know that your day is crazy because you work at a at a very um time intensive job or just in general like you just you know you go from eight you don't come home to six or whatever the case may be and then you're and you're tired so if you know that that's going to be an issue coming home and working out after you work the full day then the sacrifice you may have to make is start going to bed earlier getting up earlier get your workout in then and then consist consistently do that will smith has this great quote and i use it all the time on my podcast it's called it's, he says when people um, or when builders, when they go out building a wall, they don't have the wall in their mind first. What you have to do is start by laying that first brick. And eventually, if you lay brick by brick by brick and then you stand back, eventually you have this wall. So that's what you have to do, too. Right. You have to start win the day first, whatever that day. It doesn't have to be extreme. Ex ex extravagant whatever the day is win that day and then continue and multiply that over time and then at the end of the year you're gonna look back and like oh my god i can't believe i'm down 26 pounds or you know i've i, I made this much in my business because i focus myself in this as opposed to looking at gosh i want to bring in x amount of sales this year and you look at that number as opposed to saying okay how what can i do today to get me closer to that that goal at the end of the year and, you know, it's something, you know, uh, a friend of mine has a book out. It's called Atomic Habits. His name is Mr. James Clear. James Clear. Yep. And, I read that last year. And he talks about, you know, stacking your habits, you know, celebrating, you know, celebrating your wins. You know, just think, you know, like when I talk to my clients, because I have a lot of clients that I deal with. I said, I'm not looking for you to change everything in your life, but I just want you to get 1% better. Mm -hmm. So if you get 1% better every day, your life is totally different. So talk to us about, um, you know, for me, like I believe that because I, I was taught because I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner 
Um, I have a friend online, a friend of mine that's been on the show. His name is um, Mr. John McCaskill. He's mm -hmm. a Navy SEAL commander. And he always talks about the rituals that you do before you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning. That's what's going to help you win the day. So talk sure. to us about what Chris does. What is his rituals at night? And what is his, his rituals in the morning so he can win his day? 100%. Uh, thank you for that uh, setup. And um, and your friend, James Clear, who wrote, wrote that book, Atomic Habits, helped me out a lot with that, too. So, um, But it's funny because my co-host and I, we call it the success routine. Um, I'm a huge Warren Buffett fan, and he says that if you want to, if you now, wanna... where do you think I got that? Because I I've been listening to your podcast, so <laughs> that's where that's where I got that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, for all who are who's listening, uh, successful fundamentals you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. But um, one of the things that the first thing that, that I do in the morning, I have a this thing right. So I do, I have an affirmation book. I'm gonna do my daily devotional i do it, there's there's this app the bible app where it has like this very very short yep. they have a person who i get it every day every day right so I, I do that um then i have my affirmation book where you know i have you know sadie's certain sadie's uh affirmations that you know um that help me be, start my day off you know great with, with the right mindset I, I i should say um and then I read 10 pages of the book that I'm reading currently, right? Whatever book I'm reading, I read 10 pages a day. Um, and then I, and I, then I do these brain exercises. It's an app called impulse yeah. um, where they have like this, they have these daily brain. It doesn't take long. It's maximum, maybe five minutes if that, but just to keep my, my brain sharp. And then for my business, I do what I wanted to do in the, in the morning to further my business before the day gets started. Cause once eight 30 hits, it's chaos. Um, so first thing I do devotional. Second thing I do with my is, is read through my affirmation book, which has my goals and things of that nature in it. Third thing I do is read. Um, the fourth thing that I do is do my, um, my brain, uh, my brain exercises. So I do, I do that every single morning before the day gets crazy because I failed a lot of many of times before I got this routine down um, where I would say, oh, OK, I'll, I'll do it at 12 and something always comes up at 12. Then I say, OK, I'll do it at the end of the day when I'm done. But then I'm drained. I don't want to do it. And then I don't. So you have to figure you have to figure out you too, Rich. Like what? How do you best perform? Right. In terms of the the routine. When are you most alert? When are you most energetic? Some people that is midday. Some people that is at the end of the day. The other people, for me, it's in the morning because I know at the end of the day, Rich, I don't want to do a thing, period. Yeah. So before the day gets crazy, I have to make sure I do my routine in the morning. So I'm energetic and confident going into that first that first business deal or business meeting. And then the rest takes care of itself. You know, uh, now. I, you know, I, I have my morning routines, but I have my night routines. And before I go to bed, I actually play a video game. And um, which one? I play NBA uh, 2K. And the reason why I play it because, you know, like another guy, another uh, friend, he wrote a, he wrote um, uh, Winning, The Pursuit of Winning by uh, Tim S. Grover. Mm. 
and he was actually Kobe's uh, coach. And he said, if you want to win in life, you got to be the cleaner. He's like, you have to be able to switch your mindset into dominating everything that you do. So when I play my video game at night, like I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing on the Warriors. Um, I if I get mad, if I don't get every rebound, or if if I don't get, you know, if I don't score thirty. But for me, it helps me because it gets me into a zone, even though it's crazy as it sounds. You know, when I get up in the morning and I think, wow, you know, I can do whatever I, I put my mind to as long as I make sure that I want to dominate in whatever I do. You know, because like you have those people that, you know, especially in sports, you have, you know, the players, you know, they'll, they'll go on a hot streak, uh, you know, but they're not going to last. You know, you're For not sure. you're not going to depend on them for to take that last shot. Now, like my favorite basketball player of all time is number 91, Dennis Rodman. Because mm. he was the guy, he'd get you to rebound, he'd get you to foul. <laughs> you know, he'll get you to steal. He'll get you to defense. He was what we call a dog. Yes, for sure. And I think sometimes in business, you have to sometimes be the dog. You do. You have to. <laughs> So talk to us how you took your sports mentality into the business world. I think that um, sports is one of, is one of the best teachers of work ethic um, because you do a lot of things to prepare for the season. And it's a lot of things that you don't want to do, but you know, it's going to be, it's going to be very helpful and advantageous to you um, during the season. And as you progress throughout life, um, one of the things, the lessons that I took from sports is teamwork, um, learning how to deal with adversity because you're going to lose. You, 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 you're not going to win everything um, in your business. You're not going to do things that you always want, you want to do. Um, I call it going through hell to get to heaven, right? Um, you're going to have to go through hell to get to heaven because anything that you want, you're going to have to suffer for, right? Um if you want that promotion, you're going to have to do a job that you may not want to do. That That's just how it goes. Um, you're not going to you, you, you're never going to, especially in life, you're never going to start where you want to end up. Eventually, you have to work your way to that point. Um, so from for, but to answer your question, it's the work ethic part, because if you want if you want to play on Saturdays or whatever sport that you play, you have to be good enough. and You have to catch the attention of coaches to let you know, to let them know that you're the best player that needs to be out there for this position right now because of what you've shown in practice and you know how how you attacked your the strength and conditioning and things of that nature um uh grit grit <laughs> we had a coach coach c he had a gruesome strength and conditioning program um and but even though you hated it you, you you cannot argue with the results because you were all you were in tip top shape like we were we were we were playing games where we were we were we weren't tired but the other team was and we end up beating them because of their fatigue because when you get fatigued you start losing the fundamentals you start doing things that are um that you're not supposed to do which opens up you know opportunities for the other team or the person to beat you or win um but you but sports, I think the number one thing sports teaches you is work ethic and how to work ethic, how to how to work well with with, with the team if you're in team sports. 
um, and how to master the art of taking a loss. Some people start off. Nobody likes to lose. If you're in a competition, like you're not going to meet any competitor that say, yeah, I'm OK with losing. You know, that's not how it how it goes. But you can change your mentality. If you're a type of person who gets upset and. You know, react badly to losing that's you're not going to last long on teams and you're not going to last long in business because of your attitude right so if you understand how to take those losses understand what what you can learn from michael jordan has a great quote he says that i never lose i win and then i learn because every time i lost i learned something which helped me win the next challenge right so that's what i think sport the sports mentality translating it into the business in the business world because you have to understand all of those things now uh, i love that you know i and i think you know a lot of people don't realize that you know whether it's if you you know lose in business you know um if you fail in business or if you fail in a relationship you know that failure is an event mm -hmm. not a person so sure. you know a lot of people just don't realize that all right i you know maybe my business like you said my business went under but look how much i learned you know, sure. And like, but one thing I've learned, I have a gentleman on here. He was a, a Navy SEAL, another Navy SEAL. His name is Rich Davini. And he has a book out called The Attributes. And he, he says, you know, there's something called the three minute rule. Because mm. when you're in battle, you know, when you're in the heat of battle, if if you lose a battle, buddy. All right. You got three minutes. You got three minutes to cry, you know, let that emotion out. But then you need to get your ass back into the field. For sure. And, or if, you know, even if you win a battle, okay, mm -hmm. you got three minutes to celebrate. And then you got to get back on to it. Like a lot of people, you know, they didn't believe that Kobe Bryant, when he won his last championship, was sitting in the locker room crying. And he, because he just, and you're like, wow, you're so excited. You're, you're, you know, you just won another championship. He's like, no, I'm crying because I know I got to work for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people, they either they they uh, they get depressed about losses or they start celebrating too much. Like in football, you know, you get a college team that usually wins a college championship. They're not there the next year. They, mm -hmm. You know, they kind of, hey, we're the champions. We don't have to work as hard. We don't need to do the fundamentals. You know what I mean? 100 percent. I think that's one of the hardest things, too, in sports life and business like it's hard to like okay if, if i'm translating it to sports it's hard to win a championship but it's even harder to stay the champion because that road to championship you have to you have to do enough throughout the season to be in the game then you have to execute in the championship game to be the champion but the moment you're at that top the moment you're at the top of your field everybody is now gunning for you that's what makes it hard right and you can rest on your laurels or you if like for that's why i think uh what michael jordan has done what tom brady has done regardless if you like them personally or not from in terms if you're looking at their accomplishments tom brady tom brady is a seven time super bowl champion there's there's many great talents at, at the at the quarterback position who either made it to the big game or, and never won it or didn't even get a chance to play in the big game but to do it seven times it it's great you alabama 
Nick Saban in the Alabama Crimson Tide. Hate now, I, I'm I'm a Georgia fan, so I'm so glad that the Georgia Bulldogs won that. But uh, I'm a Gamecock, so you know I hate him. <laughs> but I'm also a Dolphins fan, and he really screwed that team up. So, you know, but you got to admit he's doing something right. He's doing something right. But think about what Alabama has to face every single game they play in the season. They know everybody knows that they're the they're the top dog. Period. And every time they play an opponent, whether it's a ranked opponent, whether it's an unranked opponent, whether it's somebody that they paid to beat up, they're, everybody is coming at them with their best because how, how great would it be to say, I beat Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide? So until you're the champion, nobody really focuses on you, really, right? They're trying to become the champion. But then once you're at the top, it's like, I want that. I want to knock that person off. And here's here's the here's the flip side of that coin too, Rich. Some people win the big game and they just stay in that moment. Right? That's why it's amazing that, you know, when people win multiple championships that they can reset their mind to put in the same gruesome work and effort and attention to detail to to win again because some people will win a championship and then you'll never see them again, right? You know, but if you're consistently that person who's always in the always in that talk or always the the consistent champion, that's another mindset thing that blows my mind because it's so hard to do, right? And you know, people can be satisfied. They, they win the championship. I'm a champion. Nobody can take this away from me. I'm good. I don't have to be a multi a multi uh, winning thing or champion. I don't have to. I don't care about that. Right. Your first big win. Go ahead. You know, coming from an athletic background, um, what does it take to be clutch? And I want to put out, put this out there. You know, a lot of people, you know, they talk about Michael and mm-hmm. his six rings. You know, they talk about um, Kobe and his five. Right. A lot of people don't realize that Big Shot Rob got seven rings. Robert Ory got seven rings. Yeah. And he was known as big shot rob he was known for clutch you know people don't remember that when michael jordan was covered he would go to paxson or kerr mm-hmm. and they were clutch mm-hmm. so what is the mindset of somebody that is clutch like like if, if you got two minutes left on the clock and tom brady got the ball you're in trouble for sure you know so what what makes that that clutch mentality always being ready the reason why paxson and the reason why Kerr was ready to shoot those shots is because they were ready for that moment, right? They were preparing for that moment. And and see that moment, that moment doesn't just happen in that moment doesn't just happen in the game. You're 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 preparing for that. Like you're like you're Michael Jordan. Like everybody's like, okay, yeah, that 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 ball is going in Michael Jordan's hand. But for Michael Jordan to pass you the ball and trust you enough to take the game winning shot, you have to be, always be uh ready for a moment like that so they, so when probably when nobody else was around kerr was grabbing the ball shooting it grabbing the ball sh- putting himself in pressure si- practicing pressure situations so that when michael did do that um he was ready it wasn't like a first time where he kind of froze in the like, same way with paxton same way with with robert ory like i'm gonna work on my shot to where this is just second nature to me so when they got when they passed the ball to Robert Ory, they passed it to him for a reason. 
It wasn't like, oh, he's open. Take You're not going to – if you see Shaq on the three-point line, you're not passing it to him to shoot the three points. That's not what his strong suit is. He can't even make a free throw. He can't <laughs> make a free throw. So you know he's not making a three-point shot, right? So it's like, you know, they passed it to these people for a reason because they put in the work. They've shown that they're willing to – uh, they're willing to put in the work to be ready for a moment like that. And that's why, you, you know, they, they, they were forever etched in history, but to be clutch in order for you to be clutch, you have to pre- always be prepared for a moment like that. You have to practice constantly. All right. Now we're going to, you know, move that over into business. And by the way, I'm so grateful that you're hang- you, you decided to hang out with me today. I'm oh, truly, for sure. I'm truly humbled and blessed. Um, now the pleasure is mine. You know, we know that Kerr, you know, got a couple chips with, you know, Golden State. But normally when you get the great ones like Jordan, uh, Bird, or, you know, a lot of these clutch players, when they go into the front office, they usually bomb. You know, they're usually horrible coaches, horrible GMs. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is because they get so used to having that clutch mindset that when their team around them doesn't have that same mindset, they don't know what to do. So how mm-hmm. do how do you build a clutch mindset on a team in business? I think that one of the first things you have to know or understand is know what game you're playing. Playing as a player in basketball is different than coaching a basketball team. So then you have to go about taking that same energy, that same effort to uh, to be a champion or be a winner in sports as the as the player. You have to understand what makes it a successful coach. And the only way that you can do that is look at history. What made John Wooden so great? What makes Bill Belichick so great? What makes Nick Saban so great? What made uh, the year the Dolphins went, you know, uh, undefeated well what what made shula so great right um you have to understand the game you're playing and then you have to understand okay well okay i understand as a as a player i had to do this 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 and this for me to become a good player then i had to do this this and this to become a good leader when you're older as a coach this is just now i'll translate it into business in a sec then as a coach you're older nine times out of ten to then then like the the players like you're much older than them so then you have to realize okay well, how can i get these people on my side to where when i speak to them and when i coach them and when i have to be hard on them that on game day they will run through a wall for me yeah. right it ain't it's not you're you're not you're not a leader because you're in the position of a leader of a leadership role like you, yeah you may be the head coach but to but do people believe in you to follow you enough right yeah. Right. So you have to understand that role and what makes that person Now in business the exact same way. You have to understand the business you're in, especially if you're running a business. Um, if you're if you're running a business, you have subordinates. You have to understand one, what makes a great leader, but then two, what makes your team tick. Everything doesn't every money doesn't make everybody tick. Right. So you have to figure out what makes person A tick, what makes person B tick, what makes person C tick. and once you understand that and let's just say the person doesn't depend out, then you have to do what you have to do to get them out of your business. But you have to understand the thing just because you're the boss doesn't mean that you're the boss, right? You work for your employees. 
because your employees have to do a good job for you in order for your business to grow. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Understand the game you're playing first and then study that game. And then you can translate that those same tendencies you had in whatever you did previously to the to the game you're playing now. OK, now I want to talk a little bit for a couple last couple of minutes about finances. Now, of Let's course, we're not going to go into details because <laughs> we are we're good with that. But, you know, a lot of guys, when they get out of the military, you know, they're like, all right, I, you know, all of a sudden, boom, I lose my job. I lose my career. I don't have the thr thrift savings plan. I don't have all any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you see something like crypto, NFT, and they're trying to invest money where for me, I look at somebody like Warren Buffett, you know, his investing is not sexy at all you know he he can you know for him he's you know like he says you know consistency trumps intensity all the time for so sure. you know should you know when people get out of the military and, and they want to start you know maybe investing and saving a little bit mm -hmm. should they kind of go a little bit more along the um not so rocky you know the the shiny sexy object syndrome you know what i mean 100%. What I say, the first thing I would say is you have to operate, you have, you have to operate your finances, uh, or yourself as a business. You have to understand what comes in, what goes out, what's left over. That's the first thing before you can invest, before you can do anything any of that nature, you have to understand your cash flow, right? If you understand your cash flow, then you can understand what to do. Then you, you that, that that that's the first thing. Second thing, you want to make sure that you have some type of cushion, some some type of cash cushion. That's liquid cash. You know, all these nothing. What I'm saying is rocket science. But before you get into the investing world, you got to make sure your bases are, are are covered first. Um, then when you get into investing, uh what you want to do is make sure that you're investing in things that you understand. If you don't understand NFTs, if you don't understand cryptocurrency, if you don't understand stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, don't invest it invest your money um, in things that you, especially because I look at stocks as individual businesses. So if you don't understand the business of Apple or the business of Microsoft, and you're just buying it just because you see it on TV or somebody else told you to. That's, that's not a good reason to buy an individual stock. Now, there's, there's ways that you can invest to make it safe for you if you hold it over time. Well, like my but, grandfather, my grandfather, I said, you know, I was talking to him. I said, you know, Gramps, I said, you know, what should I invest in? You know, he's like, open up your refrigerator. <laughs> he's like, you understand it for sure. Out there that, you know, they may not seem milk may not seem sexy. But, you know, or ketchup may not seem sexy, but they're proven commodities. Also, yeah, that's right. Then also, too, look at uh, if you if you want to invest in stuff like that, I wouldn't even call it investing because that's not investing is, is putting your money to work and you know how things are going. You've done your research behind it. Yeah. If you want to speculate in NFTs and cryptocurrency and everything else, I call it your casino money. Yeah. Your your put everything that you can afford to go go to zero towards that thing. If you can and that, and that's different for most and that's different for many people. If you think five hundred dollars, if you can afford for five hundred dollars to go to zero, 
then put five hundred dollars in there. But anything, any dollar amount that you can afford to go to absolute zero, put it to work. And if it pops, fantastic. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. It doesn't alter your lifestyle at all. But don't bank your investing um, future on something that you have zero clue about, and and you hope that it that it goes up. A lot of people think that the stock market is a game or is a is a casino, but it's not. If you if you held anything for ten, if you held any index or any ETF, a good ETF for 10 plus years or more, you've made money. So it's not a casino at all. Yeah. And, and I love it, you know, cause like a lot of people, um, you know, so I was talking to my wife today and we were talking about, you know, cause I, I try to study the markets and I try to study this cause I talked to a lot of, you know, eight, nine figure earners on here. So I get, mm-hmm. you know, people give me information, you know, they, t- they teach me, you know, that we're due for a correction. And if you know that you're due for a correction, you're not going to freak out. And, you know, a lot of people that, you know, like some people lost, you know, 50, 60 grand this last month, but mm-hmm. think how many more people are buying because everybody else is selling. If, so, you're, an, if you're an investor, you love market downturns. Yeah. think people should think of market downturns as, um, black friday sales for example if you're looking for a tv right and you research this tv and this tv is everything that you that you that that you want it has all the um you know all the bells and whistles that you want for this particular tv and then let's just say okay um a sale goes on it whether it's black friday or not a sale for this particular tv goes on like the tv right and let's just say the tv costs three thousand dollars if, if that tv goes from three thousand dollars to two thousand you're not going to say something is wrong with this tv i'll wait till it go back up to three thousand dollars to buy it you'll say oh you would think that you won because you were expecting to spend three thousand dollars but then the sale has dropped it down to two thousand dollars and you and you buy it saving you a thousand dollars you should say you should have that same mentality investing, right? Market downturns are great for a student investors who know what they're doing and how to have a plan in place. People who sell great investments because the market is when the market, the market dropping is not a good reason to sell your stock, but I can't get into that, but it's not a, yep, I'm, it's, I, it's, it's not I'm a, ask you to, you know that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Because I, I mean, I can talk about this stuff all day, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I have a question, you know, because like I grew up where I grew up in certain towns, we called it the hood. Um, I would see guys pulling up in like a fifty thousand dollar BMW, you know, wearing Jordans or Adidas, you know, wearing the latest everything, going into an apartment. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, you got a sixty thousand dollar car, but you're in you're living in mom's basement. Or you're in an apartment somewhere. That mm-hmm. just totally did not make sense to me. And I still believe, for me, you know, uh, home ownership has been, you know, very good for me. Um, what is your thought on home ownership? I think that home ownership is great, but understand that when you go when you go into things of like like that. Um, you you have to understand what you're getting into right your home is only an asset when you sell it for a profit yeah 
right? Um, because assets put money in your pocket, liabilities take money out. So if you're not making money with your properties, then the house is a liability until it makes you money, right? Meaning whether it's a sale, whether it's a rental property or investment property, if you're if it's coming out of your account to pay for something, it's a liability, right? Um, but it's great because again, if you understand how that whole process works and you understand the market and the area and things of that nature, it could it definitely could be an asset to you once you sell it, right? Once you you know, but then home ownership is, is important, but you have to understand what you're getting into when you own a home. It's more than just paying the mortgage oh, and, yeah. and, and, and and the utilities. Things break. Yeah. things you know if you if you don't do do your research right on the property or the area of town itself that can be a whole different nightmare you have to worry about property taxes so it's a lot of things that go into a home purchase that you want to maybe be aware of but it can definitely be a good thing um once you do the proper research for sure so if there's say so if there's somebody in the military they're about to retire or about to get out and um like i've been told many times and i've heard it and i've been through it you know, if, if you if you've been in the military and you haven't had a divorce, a bankruptcy or a repo, you didn't have a good military career. Oh, God. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people will get out of the military and, you know, like I said, they're broke and they come out with bad credit and they don't realize how important credit is in this day and age. So can you please, you know, drop a little bit of knowledge on credit and why they should try to get their credit score up there if you want to know everything about credit you have to check out um, my friend's book anthony davenport It's called um your score it literally breaks down everything from credit from top to bottom how to how to increase your credit score little credit hacks if you're trying to have your child start off with a great credit score what to do with that um i understand credit from i understand credit and how to how, how it go about but if people really want to understand that realm you definitely want to um check out that book your score yeah um if you could send me later on just send me that link and then i'll drop it in the show notes i would definitely do that um and then but also too that one of the easiest things to have a great credit score is just pay your bills on time this something is very very simple and understand what affects your your credit score credit cards and debt are going to have the most impact on your score. And if you are paying things on time and have a great payment track record, your your credit scores go up. But also, too, debt, uh, your 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 credit ratio. Make sure that you're not like maxing out your cards and only paying the minimum because your credit your credit score is affected by your what your credit l limit is and what how much you've used for that. So, um, you know. But the simplest thing without getting in too much detail is check out that book, your score. I'll I'll send Rich the the um the link so people can check that out. But it literally after you read that book, you'll understand everything about credit. Okay. So now last couple of questions. How do we find you? How can we what where can we find your podcast? What's the name of your podcast? And how can we support you and your mission? I really do appreciate that, Rich. And thank you again for having me on uh, Vertical Momentum, one of the top podcasts out. Um, uh, thank you for giving me this platform to speak about that. So I'm the co-host of Success Fundamentals, where we um, talk to some of the most intriguing people in the world. Uh, I can't wait for Rich to come on there because he has an incredible story. Um, 
but we but Brian and I we break down uh certain things about success that people may, may not talk about, right? Um, because normally you'll hear like you know, like the positive things, which is great. But then also think you we want to pre- help you prepare for that role. So whether whether it's your whether you're an employee, whether you're a business owner, whether you're whatever you're just trying to be great in something, we break down different topics with guests. Sometimes it's me and Brian. Sometimes it's a guest. But we kind of break down things. So for example, we'll talk about going through hell to get to heaven, um, mastering the present, how to properly brand yourself. Um, you know how does culture shape your your view on success? And we kind of get deep in these conversations um, to kind of bring as much value to, as we can to our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Success Fundamentals Podcast. You can find me on LinkedIn with my name right here, Chris Sykes. Um, you'll just type that in, and then you know I, I should pop right up. Um, and we're also on Facebook too under Success Fundamentals. Our podcast is on all platforms, so whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Type in success fundamentals and you, we should pop right on up. Okay. So um, normally I ask two, one last question, but because it's you, I'm going to ask another question at the end of the uh, <laughs> Okay. Because it's you. Um, you know, I live in New Jersey, so I think we're going back on lockdown. Um, so we've got a lot of parents that have lost their jobs. So I think uh, something like 101,000 restaurants have gone out of business because of because of covid and you know so there's a lot of parents out there driving uber doordash just trying to put food on the table so if i ask the average american to do something in seven days they're never going to get to it but if i ask somebody that's listening to us right now to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours they're more likely to do it so if somebody out there is struggling with trying to find out the fundamentals of business or if they're just getting into business what is something they can do in the next 24 hours maybe to see some clarity in business that's a great question in business what i would say is whatever you're interested in be curious in that what i mean by that is go deep in whatever you're interested in to make sure that is what you're trying to get into first Right. Um, you can see what Rich like if for, if, just to use an easy example, if you see Rich and I on this podcast and like, oh, I, I, I'm interested. I've always been I've always wanted to start a podcast before you start a podcast, because if you're trying to build an audience, you want to be consistent as Rich has done. Right. So in order for you to build a podcast you or to have a podcast and you're interested in it, look at everything that it takes to to start a podcast. Mike headphones, topic, guests, editing, promotion. And if those things sound like oh, a, a drag, you may not w- want to go there. So what I would say is whatever. <laughs> you don't realize that it's work. Yeah, it's work for sure. Like if, if you don't, if you're not willing to put in that work, uh, research it first before you start. Yeah. Um, I, that's, that's, that's what I would say in business, in anything. If, if you're starting, if you're trying to start a business, and you want to start it and what if whatever interests you be curious about that particular topic and just go deep in it to see if this is what you really want to do. I'm um, not saying you have to take a year to do so because you have to start at some point, but make sure that you're ready for everything that it comes with. All right. So the last question is, um, I should have, as before we even started our conversation, I wanted to thank you for being a brother in Christ 
because for me, that's the most important thing. Um, but now the last question, I don't ask everybody. I only ask people I know that uh, that are people of faith. Um, you know, they say that if you don't feel close to God, you're the one that moved, that he's there for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He never changes. He's mm -hmm. always consistent. So if there's somebody out there that's struggling with their faith, what can they do in the next 24 hours to try to find to try to get some more peace in their life? Mm. What I would say, because um, I had to, I had to de deal with this myself, ask yourself why you're losing faith or why you feel far from something. Is it life circumstances? Is it, um, you know, did something did something happen to you to kind of shift that? Right. Um, and if you're still a believer and still a faith-based person, remember scriptures that made you um, trust in him, right? So um, if you're not feeling confident, you know, think about the scripture, as a man thinks, so is he, or as a person thinks, so, so is he, right? Remember that if, if something seems difficult, like I, I, I just I feel like he's not hearing me, um, you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. Um and you had to believe that. Um, but I think understanding why your faith is shaken and kind of walk. And, and if you're serious about getting it back on track, uh, I didn't like take step, take it day by day, brick by brick. And, you know, find yourself back to that person, because, you know, if you're a faith based person, you wouldn't be here without him. So that's what I would say. I love it. And sorry, we went, went, went a little bit over time, but um, <laughs> that was perfectly fine. I, I just uh, I want to say thank thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Soldier Girl Coffee. I love your coffee. If you love coffee with a little bit of CBD in it, um, definitely check out Soldier Girl Coffee. They have it without CBD, and that's the one that I drink. Um, also, check out Press Forward if you're a man and you're looking to find out what a real man is and not the man that you see on TV. Definitely check out Press Forward on Facebook, my friend Neil Conlin. And guys, my book just dropped, and I'm going to leave that in the comments. So the book just dropped, and it also has a bunch of bonus features. So I'm going to drop that in the comments. Check out the book, and all proceeds go to help veterans that are struggling with PTSD and homelessness. So I just wanted to say that. Chris, brother, I just want to say thank you for coming on. I'm truly grateful, and you're an amazing and amazing individual and once again i want to thank your sister for serving the navy in this great country absolutely thank you so much rich all right god bless take care guys remember vertical momentum the only way to go is but up thank you for joining us today please hit subscribe and share please feel free to leave us a comment